What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy's about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23. Two weeks ago, whenever I was here, I shocked a lot of you because I told y'all that I didn't want you to, I told you that I wanted you to quit going to church. That I didn't want a single one of you to ever go to church again. But what I wanted you to start doing was start being the church instead of just going to church. Because there's a big difference. Anybody can come put their hiney in a chair for uh, 30 or 45 minutes or something like that. It's something else entirely to live your lives according to what God wants you to do. And what does He want you to do? He wants you to love Him and He wants you to love others. It's really as simple as that. I told you that I wanted you to quit going to church and start being the church. And I'm going to say some things again today that might be, seem a little awkward. What we're going to talk about today is no longer, I don't want y'all to waste your time being a Christian. I don't want you to waste your time being a Christian. Outside of Kinosa, Texas, a buddy of mine had a 17-section pasture. And if you're, if you're unsure of what a section is, we're not talking about an acre. A section is 640 acres. This was 17 square miles uh, under one fence. And he had about, oh, about 150 cows out there. And we went out there, and there was like six of us, and we gathered that morning. And, um, I, you, you know, it, it's not like you couldn't even see the next guy, much less talk to him or anything like that. We spread out across this pasture, and, and we started gathering in that mesquite and everything. And we got to the pens, and uh, we started branding. And, and there was a buddy of mine. I got to see him last week in Texas, Justin. He'd never been to a cattle brand, and he's not a cowboy. He never claimed to be a cowboy, but he wanted to go. So I asked, I asked my buddy, I said, hey, can, I, can we have some help branding? He's like, yeah. So anyway, I got Justin down there. And, and uh, anyway, me and him, there was just two of us flanking all day long. And if you've, never, uh, if you've never branded in Texas, I would like you to experience that. So when you get home, put your oven on 425, open the door, crawl in, and do jumping jacks for about four hours. And that's what it feels like whenever you brand in Texas. It's one of the only times I remember I was so tired. We were the only ones flanking. And um, I had this back leg, and I had it stretched out, and I was so exhausted, and I was so tired, and just sweat running off of me, that I leaned over and tried to throw up, but there was nothing to throw up, okay? Now, I was just like, oh God, I'm going to throw up in front of all these cows, but I didn't. There was just nothing then there. So anyway, we got done, and Justin said, man, thank y'all, I'll never be back. And I said, me neither. I moved to Colorado. We have Nord Forks here. Later that afternoon, yo cowboys, you know what I'm talking about. Tired, dusty, hot. I was leaned up against the trailer tire with a bottle of water that I was watching evaporate right out of the bottle. 
You think I'm joking, I'm not. It was melting. Plastic bottle was melting. Looked like a steam engine. I was sitting there, and we had missed two cows that day. We knew where they were. We'd seen them from a distance. You know, the old cows that looking like, what's going on over there? And Lino, this good friend of mine, Lino was there, and Lino came up to Dossie. Dossie was, was a cow man, and uh, he's like, hey, let me get my pony. He said, let's go rope them. Dossie's like, we're not going to rope them. We'll get them in. They'll, they'll eventually come in. He's like, oh, come on, Dossie. Let, let, we got to rope them. Come on, let's go rope them. And Dossie, who, if he was standing on this stage, he's about this big. He little punchy cowboy ex-bull rider. And Dossie got on his soapbox. You ever seen a little man get on a soapbox? That soapbox was this tall, so Dossie was like this big. And Dossie commenced to telling Lino the difference between a cowboy and a cowman. And he said, let me tell you what, Lino. He said, all y'all stinking cowboys, you just want to go out and just rope stuff and, and jerk it down and maybe you know, bust them up and all that. He said, that ain't the way a cowman's supposed to do nothing. You take care of your herd because this herd takes care of you. And he just goes on and on and on. He's like, it ain't about roping. It ain't about this. And I mean, I was like, amen. <laughs> I didn't know he was a preacher. He wasn't charismatic cowboys. I mean, he was getting after it. And oh, Lino, Lino was already this big. Now Lino's about this big. And Lino's like this. He's like, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Dossie. You're right. I, yeah, you're right. And Dossie's like, so we ain't going to go rope nothing? And he said, you don't, you don't pull down that rope unless I tell you to pull down that rope. You understand me? Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, Dossie. I'm, yeah. He said, has anything I said uh, sunk into that hard cowboy head of yours? He goes, yeah, I got it, Dossie, I got it. He said, then explain it to me. He goes, well, what I gather, the difference between a cowboy and a cowman is a cowman is a sunbuck that can't rope. <laughs> the little bit of fluid I had in my body escaped my lips. I have never laughed that hard in all of my life because Dossie went thump, thump. <laughs> oh my gosh that was great but as funny as that is Lino was focused on the wrong thing I told you a while ago that I wanted I don't want you to waste your time being a Christian well a lot of you assumed that I was telling you not to be a Christian, but that's not what I told you at all. Your focus was on the wrong thing. What I'm trying to say is, I don't want you to waste your time that you've been given by God. Don't waste your time as a Christian. And we're going to talk about ways that Christians do waste a lot of their time. Time that they can be spent living a great and victorious life, a joyful life, who wants a stress-free life? I'll take four of them. But a lot of times we waste our times as a Christian worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. IDM, right? Eric and Diane are like, yeah, because that's where I got it. IDM, it don't matter. Today we're going to talk about things, three things specifically, and it's not the only things. Where we waste our times, the waste the time that God has so graciously given us, it's just about this much, the time that God gives us. We need to use it wisely. The first thing that we're going to talk about is what we've already mentioned, where we lose our focus. 
In Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, the Simplified Cowboy Version says this, You hypocritical preachers and lawyers of the code are going to come to a terrible reckoning. Y'all give a tenth of everything from tobacco to toilet paper, but you forget about the important part of the code, mercy, justice, and faith. You should give a tenth of everything, but don't forget about the more important matters. See, the, the, the Pharisees, these hypocritical preachers, they were focused on what people could see. You know, they were, well, they were tithing a tenth of their mint, a tenth of their cumin, a tenth of their tobacco, and a tenth of their toilet paper, just so that they could say, look at what I did. But they completely missed out on faith, justice, mercy. We need to keep our focus on what's important. Stuff like faith, justice, and mercy. Don't waste your time being a Christian by being focused on the wrong things. The first way that we are focused on the wrong thing is we waste our time being Christians when we act bitter over what others are or are not doing. How much of your problems, how much of your stress in your life revolve around something that somebody else is doing? I can't believe that they're acting like that. I can't believe... It's not your responsibility, folks. And I know that, that that's hard on me. A lot of times, I, oh my gosh, you know, Christy's not acting the way I think she should. <laughs> the other day... <laughs> what? <laughs> the other day she said something to me, and I was like, you don't love me. And she looked at me and she goes, you just don't like it when I tell you things that you don't like. I can't argue with that. I will not argue with that. But honestly, how much of our time is spent stressing out over what somebody else is doing? Quit worrying about what everybody else is doing and worry about what you're supposed to be doing. How much of our lives would be better off if we just went, well, I ain't in control of them. They'll have to answer for that themselves. I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to be happy over here. You want to be mad over there, cowboy? Get after it. You are only in control of you, people. You can't control anybody else, and I guarantee you, you're going to just wear yourselves out by trying to be in control of other people. You're not going to be up there when they stand before our good Lord and Savior Jesus Christ going, I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Worry about you. Don't waste your time being a Christian, being worried about what everybody else is doing. Just worry about what you're doing. Be focused on the right things. How about talking trash about other believers? That burns me up when I hear two Christians criticizing each other. You know what? If you think you need to criticize another person, you bite your tongue and wait, and y'all can argue about it in heaven. Because if, if it ain't worth arguing about in heaven, it dang sure ain't, wor it ain't worth arguing about down here. Okay? I, and I, I mean, I, I take that real, real personal. Now, it's one thing to try to encourage people, and sometimes we do need to go you know, tell somebody, hey, brother, I want what's best for you or whatever like that. But just this backbiting and stuff like that, man, cut that out. And I don't know that any of you have done it. I, I have nobody in mind. But I guarantee you, when you write the Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew... You better have thick skin because them holier-than-thou hypocritical Christians will come at you with two hot shots in each hand. I'm like, y'all worry about you. Honey, get them. Tell them something they don't like. Worrying what... <laughs> I'm going to get asthma up here today. Nobody ever came to know the love of God by hearing Christians talk trash about each other, did they? 
Never happened. Can you give your testimony? I was at this roping, and I seen two Christians squabbling, and I just felt Jesus in the midst of it. And that don't happen, people. It ain't going to happen, so cut it out. Keep your focus on what's right. Word of warning. This is my wife's words, not mine. Don't talk trash about other Christians, and I'll tell you why. Because God don't like it when you talk trash about His kids. If there's any correcting to be done, you leave it up to Him. Don't take it upon yourself. And the third thing where we lose our focus and we waste our time being Christians is when we are jealous of what other people have. There will always be somebody that's got a bigger, better living quartered horse trailer than you got. <laughs> Welcome to Save the Cowboy if you've never been here today. There will always be a ranch that is bigger than you, that's got more grass than you, that's got fatter cattle than you do. It, it doesn't matter. Quit looking at other people's things and going, oh, I'm fat. I mean, we can joke about it, but you know what? Sometimes we, we keep our focus on what we don't have instead of what we do have. There was a, there was a joke about a country family that had very seldom gone to town, and they'd gone to town, and they was window shopping. And they was walking along, and the dad and son are there, and they look through this window, and it's a swanky place inside. And this, they, they, they kept seeing this wall, and this wall would open up like this, and people would go in, and it would close. And then these lights would do something, and then they'd do other things. And finally, the, the dad seen this old, ugly woman. Doors open, this ugly gal walked in there and the doors closed and the, the lights went up and it came down when the doors opened. This beautiful woman walked out and the dad said, go get your mama, we're going to run her through that thing. <laughs> Be content with what you have. Okay? Be content with what you have. It's a gift from God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Kevin's back. <laughs> Quit wasting your time being a Christian by being focused on the wrong things. I've told you the things that we're focused on that harm us. Let's talk about how do we fix that. Quit wasting your time being a Christian. Instead of being bitter towards someone, focus on being better towards them. Quit wasting your time being a Christian. Instead of talking trash about fellow believers, focus on your own trash. What does the Bible say? Get the two-by-four out of your eye before you worry about the sawdust in your neighbors. Quit wasting your time being a Christian instead by being jealous of what others have. Focus on being joyous with the things you do. That's number one. We lose our focus. We waste our time by keeping our focus on the wrong stuff. The second thing is priorities. Quit wasting your time being a Christian and get your priorities straight. Lino's priorities were on short-term goals, just the, the thrill of it, the, man, let's go out there and rope something, dally up, yeehaw. That was a joke. Nobody got it. That's the only time you'll ever hear me say that, and I've just wasted it. It's on video. Yes, it is on video. But I have an editing program. How do we determine where our priorities are? Let's get our priorities straight. But how can we determine if our priorities are... are, are Messed up. Scrambled eggs. First thing is, how do you spend your time? Are you always busy? Now see, a lot of you are sitting there thinking, oh, here he comes. He's going to want us to volunteer to do this and volunteer. I'm not doing all that. How do you spend your time? Are you always busy and stressed out? 
Maybe your priorities are mixed up. Do you feel rushed all the time? We gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Maybe your priorities are mixed up. How much TV do you watch compared to the amount of time spent in the good book? Now we're starting to sit up on toes, aren't we? It'll happen, guys. And, and, I, and I'm not criticizing you for doing that. It's easy to get in that rut of just coming in and, you know, watch Duck Dynasty. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Duck Dynasty, but I'm going to drive to Alabama or wherever they are and, and just visit them, folks. They sound like cool people. <laughs> but we watch Duck Dynasty. We'll watch a whole marathon of Duck Dynasty and then grab our books and go. It happens. Get our priorities straight. How are we spending our time? How do you spend your money? Now, I talked about tithing, and Jared even said some stuff about money. I'm not asking you to put anything back there in the offering barrel. If God's asking you to do it, do it, but I'm not going to. I could care less. If God wants me to have some money, he'll go tell me to catch catfish, and there'll be a gold coin in it. That's what he did to Peter. How do you spend your money? Is your life cluttered with the things that you thought that you had to have? Does, that, does anybody have that, that junk drawer? Pull it open? Maybe? reaching in there trying to push things down so you can get it open. How about the junk closet? You know where you have to put the bull riding helmet and the vest on just to open it up? I'm going in, honey. <laughs> Some of us even have junk rooms. In Colorado, y'all usually got basements. I've figured out that there's junk basements. Just to hold the stuff that we thought we had to have, and now it's just collecting dust. How are you spending your money? Go look at your junk stuff, the stuff that you just thought you had to have. We need to get our priorities straight. Is happiness tied to your bank account? Is that, is, that, is that the gauge? Well, if you look in there and you got, <laughs> when you're in college, if you got 25 bucks, it's like, yes! I can get four boxes of ramen noodles. <laughs> Eat for nine months. <laughs> but when you get older, man, when, you know, it, it, does that determine what your emotion is going to be like today? Oh, we only got, you know, $400 to last us till the end of 2012. That's what it feels like sometimes, isn't it? but our priorities need to be straight. What do you spend your money on? What's the one thing that no matter how tight the money is that you won't do without because you've got it, don't you? Mine used to be Copenhagen. Now it's Nicorette gum. <laughs> but I don't have to spit anymore and my waffles kiss me again. What's that one thing that you have that it don't matter how much money's in the bank, you're gonna go buy it. What are our priorities? Are we giving to God first? And I'm not talking about money this time but I'm not excluding it either. Are your priorities straight? And the third thing on priorities is how do you spend your words? Because we do that, don't we? Spending is like giving out something. How do we spend our words? Are your words an endless supply of babbling about nothing? You ever talk to somebody like that that just wears you out because they'll talk to you for 45 minutes and you just, what? I need help. Christy, come translate. I don't know what this fellow's talking about. Are you just an endless supply? Just a my daughter used to do that. She used to talk all the time. She's getting better about it, but she would just, minute, 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 minute. and then one day she'd say, Dad, and I wouldn't hear it, and she'd be like, you don't listen to me. I'm like, you talk all the time. I never know when you're talking to me and when you're not. How are we spending our words? Are your words positive and uplifting or a never-ending complaint about everything? Ugh. Are you a complainer? You got something to gripe about? Just, I mean, that's what you do? That's your, you think that's your spiritual gift? Oh, Jesus, my spiritual gift is complaining about everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus said, listen to this. This is tough, folks. Jesus said, out of your mouth flows the true nature of your heart. That'll make you watch what you say, won't it? 
What's coming out of your mouth? Are you speaking positive, encouraging things, or just negativity, or just nothing? Just talking to hear yourself talk. Quit wasting your time being a Christian and start getting your priorities straight. Spend your time on God instead of only on you. Spend your money on things that will enrich someone's life, not waste away in a junk closet. Spend your words on encouragement and positive things. And finally, we're going to close with this. One of the biggest ways you can waste your time being a Christian is we waste every crisis that comes into our lives. We waste every crisis that comes into our lives. We waste time by not using the crisis in our lives to discover God in a brand new way. We take all the credit whenever things are going good. How's things going? Oh, great, man. I've been working hard. Got that raise. Mm. Everything's good, but as soon as something goes down, goes wrong, it's like, God, why are you doing this to me? We take the credit for all the good and blame God for all the bad. We don't look at the crisis as an opportunity to grow, just an opportunity to gripe. Is that what you use your crisis? When, and you're going to have them. You may be going, I know a lot of you are going through some right now. Is this a chance to, uh, to gripe about something or to grow in something? God works for the good in all things for those that believe in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that and it's a promise. Now you may be wondering, why would God cause a crisis? I don't think he causes crisis. I think crises are just part of life. But God can use them to grow you. Every crisis is a way to see Christ in a brand new way. Anybody understand that? Every crisis is a chance to see Jesus Christ in a brand new way. It is not the will of God for us to suffer, only to grow. Suffering is what happens when we fight that growth. No matter what happens, you give it to God. He said, I want to do everything for you. I want to be your strength. I want to be your refuge. I want to be your joy. I want to be your comfort. And when that crisis comes, we take all of that crisis onto ourselves instead of giving it to the only man that can handle it. And that's Jesus Christ. That's where the suffering comes from, not from God. Use a crisis that you've either been through or that you're going through right now. Use that crisis. Quit wasting time and start using it as a chance to see the cross in a brand new way. Quit wasting your time being a Christian on things that don't matter, that we weren't meant to do. We weren't meant to control other people. We weren't meant to be responsible for other people. We weren't meant to, to want things and to be jealous of things. That's not what God intended for us. God wants us to have an awesome life. God wants us to live a life dependent upon Him and not us. A lot of people say, God won't give you anything more than you can handle. Bull crap. He'll give you stuff more than you can handle because if you could handle it, why would you need Him? Now, he said, I'll never let a temptation come upon you that, you cannot, that I will not provide a way out of. But he never said he wouldn't give you anything more than you can handle. He wants you to depend on him. Maybe if you always feel like you've got more than you can handle, maybe you need to start depending on him. God wants us to grow into the cowboys and Carl girls he made us to be, not waste the wonderful time he gave us as Christians. Do you want that awesome life? Have you been longing for that simple life? Quit wasting your time being a Christian and start using that time to get your focus on God. Get your priorities straight. Spend your time, your money, and words on things that are eternal, on things that are above. And use that crisis in your life right now to discover the cross in a brand new one. Glad you took a ride with us today. If you liked today's service and heard God speaking to you, I'd like for you to go to our website and check out the new book, Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew. If you've ever wanted to read your Bible but found it difficult to understand, then this book is for you. 
Just go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on General Store. You'll find tons of stuff there to help you in your ride with Christ. You can also partner up with us by following the online giving link. All our monthly supporters get an audio CD or DVD every month in the mail as our way of saying thank you. We don't care about the amount. Look at what Jesus did with a couple of biscuits and some fish. He can do the same with your helping hand. All right, y'all listen up. We wouldn't have been able to do this today if it wasn't for these fine businesses. Tumbleweed Hay, 303-324-8217. WesternLLC.net for all your commercial construction projects. Look East Realty, 303-644-4444, the best in eastern Colorado. If you need burrowing rodent control or no-till drilling, you got to call Comanche Creek Enterprises, 303-619-7030. And finally, contact Double H Heating and Air at 303-669-8911. They know how to heat you up and cool you off. If you need more information, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors.